Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. The first reading from this weekend's reading from the Book of Wisdom gives us one of the most comforting and loving passages in all the Bible. It says, But you have mercy on all, because you can do all things. You overlook people's sins, that they may repent. For you love all things that are, and you loathe nothing that you have made. For what you have hated, you would not have fashioned. How could a thing remain, unless you willed it? or be preserved, had it been not forth from you. But you spare all things, because they are yours, O Lord and lover of souls, for your imperishable spirit is in all things. Everything that exists in this world, whatever it is in this universe, especially ourselves, have been loved by God into life, have been loved by God into being. Now, how do we know that? Because God doesn't love things because they have wonderful characters or qualities. That's the way we tend to love one another. I'll give you a great example. You see a person and you say, well, that person is kind to me. You know, that person likes me. That person is always helping me. Well, I now like them. See, God doesn't operate that way. God doesn't love us because we have wonderful qualities or characteristics or personalities. Rather, we have those wonderful qualities and characteristics. We have life itself because God loves us. God's love is always first, and we are a reaction to that love. God's love makes us who we are. God doesn't love us because we are good people, but instead, we are good people because God loves us. The problem is when we play that same game with God as we do with everyone else. We think to ourselves, well, he or she will like me if I do good things for them. That's why I'm nice to them, I'm kind to them, I'm helpful to them. And in doing so, they will get to like me. Well, that's true, but we play that same game with God. We say, God will love me if I do good works, if I'm a good person, if I'm morally upright. Well, that's not the case. Well, we are morally upright. We do good things. We are good people because God loves us. Now, where do we see this on display? In the gospel, the story of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus begins to understand God's love for him. And then his whole life changes, and changes for the better. Now, notice how the gospel begins. It says, Jesus was passing through Jericho. Now, Jericho has a history behind it. Jericho was the very first city that Joshua and the Israelites conquered in order to get to the promised land. But Jericho also has a notorious reputation as being a sin city. That's why Jesus passes through it. He doesn't want to stay there. 
The first lesson that we can take from this, Jesus does the same thing for each and every one of us. In the midst of our sinfulness, Jesus passes through that in order to grab us and pull us out of that quagmire of sin so that we can live good and moral lives. What do we have to do? Take advantage of all the opportunities that Jesus gives us. You know, go to reconciliation. Go to Mass every week. You know, engage the sacraments. That's the best way for us to reach out our hand and allow Jesus to pull us out of that quagmire of sin. Now, Zacchaeus comes on board. He's the chief character or the person in this story. We find out he's a chief tax collector. We learned last week about tax collectors. They were considered collaborators with the Romans, the enemy of the state of Israel. Worse yet, tax collectors skimmed off the top of the taxes that they collected in order to pay for their own salaries, for they were all hated. Now, Zacchaeus is the chief tax collector, which means he has a very prominent position, and he's very wealthy. After all, he's been cheating people for years on end. And yet, it says Zacchaeus is seeking to see Jesus. That's good. That's very good. Why? Because we are all made for God. Go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. It says, God said, let us make man in our own image and likeness. Therefore, we are all wired for God. Now, Zacchaeus wants to see Jesus. That's great. But it appears that by all worldly standards, Zacchaeus has it all. He has great and powerful position. He's wealthy. By all worldly standards, he has everything that should make him happy. Why should he bother looking for Jesus? Because we are all wired for God. Augustine put it best. He writes, Lord, you have made us for yourself, for our hearts are restless until they rest in you, my God. Well, we see this now with Zacchaeus. His heart is very restless, and he needs the Lord in his life. Next it says, Because he was short in stature, Zacchaeus ran and climbed a sycamore tree. Well, given his position and his wealth, he's probably well-dressed, and he's probably an elder man. And here he's climbing a tree. Now, this is a very embarrassing and even, in fact, undignifying act. But Zacchaeus doesn't care. Despite his age and his wealth, he will stop at nothing to see Jesus. There's another lesson that we can take from that. There are times in which we have to take great measures in order to see the divine presence of God in our life or in this world. We all hunger for Jesus Christ. Therefore, we have to be prepared to go to great extremes to see that divine presence in our life. And this is the case for Zacchaeus. He's got a great hunger for the divine in his life. That's why he climbs this tree. Zacchaeus will go to extremes to see Jesus, even to the point of embarrassing himself. Now, the story continues. It says, When he reached the place, Jesus looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down quickly, for today I must stay at your house. Notice that one detail. Jesus said, come down quickly. He didn't say, Zacchaeus, why don't you come down here? Or Zacchaeus, you know, I want to talk to you. Why don't you come down? No, he says, come down quickly. Well, when we are in the presence of God, we have to act and act decisively. We can't put it off. Remember the story in which Jesus calls people into discipleship? He says to one, you 
Come and follow me. The person's response, O Lord, let me bury my father first, and then I will follow you. And then Jesus turns to another and says the same thing. You, come and follow me. And the person responds by saying, Oh, let me go home to my family and say goodbye. They're all making excuses. Excuses not to follow Christ. Zacchaeus has a hunger for God, and Jesus knows that. That led him to seek out Jesus. Now Jesus is calling him, in this case, calling him into faith. And he wants Zacchaeus and all of us to act immediately decisively. When we encounter the presence of the Lord in our life, in the Eucharist, in our prayers, in the sacraments, we have to move and act decisively. We can't put it off. We can't say, you know, I want to develop a stronger prayer life, but not just now, maybe next week. Or I know there's a powerful retreat coming up in the next few weeks, but I can't make it, maybe next year. No, We have to act and act quickly. And it says Zacchaeus came down quickly. Zacchaeus knows something powerful is going to happen here. Notice also what Jesus says. Today I must stay at your house. Now, the house, does he mean the physical structure that Zacchaeus lives in? No, not at all. The house that Jesus is referring to is Zacchaeus' soul. We have to recognize Jesus wants more than anything to enter into our life, to take up residence in our heart, mind, and our soul, in our will, and our intellect. How we live our life, publicly, by word and deed, is the greatest way to tell people that Jesus Christ is the Lord of our life. See, Paul understood this. Go to Galatians 2.19. Paul says, it is no longer I who lives, but Jesus Christ who lives in me. When Jesus Christ takes up residence in our life, our thoughts are the thoughts of Christ. Our words are the words of Christ. Our actions are the actions of Jesus. Now the story continues. It says, Zacchaeus received Jesus with joy. I always say, joy is one of the hallmarks of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Joy, purpose, fulfillment can only come when Jesus is at the center of our life. Why? Because we are all made in the image and likeness of God. And only God can give us that fulfillment and that peace and joy. Now the story continues. It said, Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Behold, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I exhorted anything from anyone, I will pay it back four times over. Good. That's very good. Now we see Zacchaeus changing. He's no longer the same person. Now he's a better person, a spiritually charged person. He's converted. We have to realize when Jesus Christ comes into our life, the light of Jesus illuminates all aspects of our life, such that nothing can hide, especially sin itself. Well, now Zacchaeus realizes how he's cheated people and sinned against them and God, now wants to atone and change for the better. See, when Jesus takes up residence in our life, we no longer are the same person. We are a better person. And we see this with Zacchaeus. But not just with him. We see this up and down the Bible. I'll give you some examples. Moses. Moses is a simple shepherd in the desert. And yet, when he encounters God on top of Mount Sinai in the form of the burning bush, he changes and becomes the great prophet and leader of the Israelites. 
How about Peter? Before he meets Jesus, he is a small business owner, a fisherman. And yet when he encounters Jesus, his life changes. He becomes an apostle, in fact, the leader of the apostles and our first pope. How about Saul? Saul, the great persecutor of our church, you know, guilty of killing dozens and dozens of Christians for just practicing their faith, of honoring Christ and worshiping him. On that road to Damascus, he meets the last person that he ever thought he would encounter, Jesus himself, and his life changes forever. First with his name to Paul, and then he becomes the greatest of all the apostles and the great defender of our church. This story of Zacchaeus is a great story about the spiritual life. First, we must recognize through the first reading in wisdom that we are all good people and we do good things. Why? Because Christ loved us first. And so we search for that presence of God in our life and in the world. And that's why we come to Mass every week. We pray every day. And when we see that presence, we act upon it and act quickly. And then Jesus will always take up residence in our house, the house of our soul. And that will be a source of joy for each and every one of us. More to it, we're no longer the same person we are. We're a better person. We are a stronger, faith-filled person. And that's what Jesus Christ wants from each and every one of us. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.